3: Welcome to the Thursday show. Thursday means it's date day. Date day means that Paula is live in studio with me. And we're here to take your phone calls and answer your questions. Thank you for tuning in to The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And we would love your participation. If you have any questions or calls, all you have to do is dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, I remind you, if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR Mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, thanks for being here again. You're welcome. Thanks for hanging out with me today. My pleasure. Hey, I meant to do this a long time ago, and you know, you get in a rut and forget things, (laughs) but uh, I wanted to welcome our live audience now from McAllen, Texas. Uh, We are live on the air in McAllen. Uh, Pastor Abraham and Calvary Chapel uh, in McAllen down there. Uh, We want to extend our our love to you and thank you and hope you're being blessed by the program. I wish I knew the, the, the call letters and the station number. I don't. If any of you in McAllen know that, would you send it to me, please? Questions at... CalvarySA.com, but we're thrilled to have you with us live and we'd love to have uh, your questions and comments or anything else. Mm-hmm. So, Paula, you've got a whole new audience. South, 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 south Texas.
4: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. How's that? That's pretty much south, but you know, uh, or maybe I should say, um, hola, yeah. buenos dias, senor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I think I said that right. Anyway. Welcome. So I wonder how long they've been on. We just saw them. It's, it's actually been, I think, a couple of months. Oh wow! Okay. And
3: yeah, so sweet. yeah, Pastor Abraham showed up here at the church. Got to see him and his wife, mm-hmm. and
4: uh, got a hug from him. So yeah, how cool. sweet. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Okay, so you know, I listen to the show every day, and I I write down all the questions. Oh. Oh, you want to interrupt me already? Go ahead. You forgot See, something. See, I
3: just said I forget I, I
4: know, I, it happens all the time, baby. We had a question no at the
3: end of the. At the uh, this morning, when I got up, there was a question, and I think it's kind of time sensitive. Because okay. it's obviously a response to the Bible study mm-hmm. that I did mm-hmm. last night, and I don't want to leave mm-hmm. anonymous hanging oh. uh, for any longer, so I'll get
4: this out of the way. And oh, I'm reading the question while you're talking, sorry. I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah, right. And you mm-hmm. can have the show. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you a question. This is
3: an anonymous question. It said it states that we shouldn't talk to the dead. Is it okay to just wish my mom a happy birthday, even though she's been gone for 27 years, or would that be considered talking to the dead? Mm -hmm. Um, Anonymous, uh, because of the timeliness of the question, um, my my Bible study last night dealt in part with all of this, Mm -hmm. and certainly... Um, um, summoning the dead, speaking to the dead is, mm-hmm. is uh, something that God doesn't approve of. But, but yeah, this is okay. Yeah. And when I was sharing this with you, Paula, I, I just saying, you know, on my mom's birthday, which is November 1st, yeah. I just say, Lord, uh, if my mom's there, and I don't know for sure. I hate
4: that. Yeah. I don't know if my parents are there either. Yeah.
3: And and <laughs> so I just said, you know, if she's there, and I, oh, I pray that she's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if she's there, would you tell her? happy birthday, tell her I love her, and tell her I miss her, and she's been gone for about the same amount of time, Anonymous. Mm -hmm. So no, there's nothing wrong with something like that. Mm -hmm. That's not the context of last night's Bible study. It's seeking familiar spirits, and one of the comments that I made, and culturally here in San Antonio, uh, the Day of the Dead uh, celebrations, Dia de los Muertos, um, um, is, is very popular and accepted, sadly, even by Christians and it just ought not to be mm-hmm. because that's the kind of thing that the Lord really despises, and um that's all I was talking about anonymous, but um, no i i I often not just my mom but Other people, especially people from the church, have gone Mm. to be with the Lord. There are times, and Paul, you know this because we do it sometimes together. Just, oh, Lord, tell Dr. Norm and Mm -hmm. Laureen Mm -hmm. that we love them and that we miss them. Or Dr. Sue or just uh, Davina, some of the people that were so close to us. Um, Just just let them know, um, Nehemiah, our baby. Just just tell him we love him and can't wait to see him again. Those kind of things. And that's perfectly okay. Mm -hmm, That's -hmm. just a heart of love. Yeah.
4: We're not calling on any dead person to, you know, be our guardian or come and beat somebody up for us or, you know, haunt someone or whatever. So, yeah, we're not doing that kind of stuff. So rest
3: assured, anonymous, it's okay. And probably puts a smile on Jesus' heart.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, now I'm going to take a nap. I will not interrupt no,
4: you. No, you're going to be right there <laughs> with your new wavy hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know the movie? Uh, what is it? The baseball movie? What's it called? The Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. And in that, you know, he heard a voice say, "If you build it, they will come." You know. <laughs> and you're a baseball guy, and I remember watching that movie with you. And ever since, you're and, old enough to remember me playing baseball. And loved it every minute of it. <laughs> I would love, I love watching you play. Yes, I, I remember. It. Um, but anyway, I remember, I don't know if it was a Holy Spirit. I think it was Holy Spirit inspired, but maybe not. Um, or just because I heard that movie in, you know, in the middle of, of the night, I thought this would be a better, this is a good title for Calvary Chapel San Antonio. The Bible, if you teach it, <laughs> they will come. And so this was inspired by Brett's question yesterday. Um when he asked, uh, "What are what church growth ideas does your church use?" and we don't we, we don't really have any. We haven't had any from the beginning. But I was thinking about it. The Bible, if you teach it, they will come. And so um, I kind of was asking the Lord to help me out with this. And you know that the Bible, if you teach it, they will come. It's not scriptural, I don't think, but it's it it should be. <laughs> The Book of Power, right there. No. (laughs) And then, you know, you say all the time, just be with Jesus. But I was thinking, the Bible, if you teach it, they will come. That's biblical, though. Of course.
3: Abide in me and I will abide in you.
4: That's right. So who's the they? And we've been, see, the Bible, if you teach it, they will come. So I was thinking, who's the they? The lost. (laughs) The lost. Here's my list. The hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, angry, proud, and arrogant. We are not, um, you know, we've not, I was laughing because um, people found Calvary Chapel, and, and I always ask them, how would you find Calvary Chapel? Especially back in the day, because in the, in the, there, it was telephone books. Yeah, We didn't have S-I-R-I, I can't say it because my phone's right there, yeah. to say, where's this location? Because if I ask put her name in there she gonna speak up and be, interrupt the show. But anyway, um it was cell not cell phone, just regular phones. And we had telephone books back there. The white pages and the yellow pages. And we had this one little skinny line in there that said Calvary Chapel San Antonio. 414 that book arose. <laughs> No,
3: No it was a par- apartment, apartment four fourteen, that's
4: right. <laughs> apartment four fourteen. Um, and people, they found they found their way to our little apartment church. But now, you know, and we we didn't have any money then. We still don't spend see, any that, money that, to advertise. That, that
3: that's the only advertising we ever did, and that one line was free because we 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 couldn't afford anything. Yeah, free has our name all over it, right? We 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 decided 28 years ago that free is from God. <laughs> And so they said, "Well, would you like a listing?" I said, well, "What will it cost?" They <laughs> said, "Oh no, that, that line's free." I said, "Yes, <laughs>
4: <laughs> we'll take it. That's right." So that was our advertisement, and that's because the. How did we find out we could even have a thing in the, in the telephone book? You just figure that out?
3: No, we just hooked up with the the, the person who connected the phone, and they <laughs> let us know we could have that. So.
4: We are pathetic, right? Oh, I love it. So the Bible if you teach it, they will come. So who's the they? Well these people they found our little church. They're the lost. And you know people who are lost. Some know they're lost. And some just are wandering around and, and they bump into somebody else and and say, Huh, you seem to know where you're going. <laughs> who are you following? And so we get to tell them. <laughs>
3: You know the the old saying: "Once I was lost, and now I'm found." Uh Um, The the saying was, "Once I was lost, but I didn't know it." Yeah, for sure. And and you know the teaching of the word sort of shines a light on that void Mm -hmm. in in their soul, Mm -hmm. and and uh, that's what the word does. Yeah.
4: The lost, um, the hurting; those are the easier, easiest ones to kind of spot. You know, especially in Heb, people. You know, they're all alone and they just, they just look, you know, they look lost and they're they're hurting and they may not have a friend, you know. And you just say, how you doing today? God bless you. And they're like, thank you. Are you okay? And then some just start crying. Yeah. You know.
3: You know, Paula. God has given you this unbelievable gift, and I've watched it personally a dozen times over the years. But most of the stuff you're out, HEB is your ministry. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't set foot in HEB. I
4: know, and so, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so um, <clears throat> you'll just say hi to somebody, and they'll start crying. Yeah. And it's just something that God has given you. And and people bear their souls, and the reality is that that whether it's a church or NAB or any place else, um, so many people are hurting so deeply, mm-hmm. and you know we put on a brave face, or in church we put on a church face, and and yet the reality is every every time we open the Bible in church, we're we're ministering to people who they don't know we know, but but. They're they're hurting. Mm-hmm. Their lives are broken, and and um, they're suffering from deep grief, or anxiety, or fear. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the word is the only answer for yeah. those things.
4: Yeah, loneliness is it's huge. <clears throat> and then once once they find their way here, if they press in, they find family. You know so. The loss, the hurting, and you know, the hungry. Um, people are hungry for truth. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't know that either. Yeah. Um, until they hear it, and then they're like, huh, that makes sense to me. If, if, if following Jesus, doing things His way, is going to produce in me um, a, a, an abundant life, then the way I've been living, because I hear you say this all the time, it rings in my... In my head, when people are living the way they think they should and it's all messy, you'll say, "Um, So, how's that going for you? Do you want to try another way? Um, So, the hungry, the broken.
3: Before you go there from hungry, you know, we've had the privilege of seeing the light go on. You used to take before pictures. I still do. And then when they get saved, Mm -hmm. you'll take a picture and they Mm -hmm. can change completely. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you took uh, uh, Vanessa, who's been with us from the very beginning. Yes. Uh, but she was just a tough, tough girl yes. and wanted nothing to do with even you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't love you, <laughs> but she didn't. She's, what do you got to be so happy about? Yes. And, and she was a, a very, very young mom um, from an abusive marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and she could give it as good as she got it. Yeah.
4: No, she wasn't from mm-hmm. it. She was in it. She was in it. it yeah, it was, yeah.
3: But um, uh, just it was, and and, and you, you just made her angry mm-hmm. because you were just so full of joy, mm-hmm. and she wanted nothing to do with you. And um, um, you had her before picture. Mm-hmm. She got saved. You invited her to go to a woman's uh, conference that you did in Boise, Idaho. Yep. And in uh, in that you you blew up the picture of her driver's license with her picture on it yes. before, mm-hmm. and then a picture of her after, mm-hmm. and that was the change. That's what happens when the light goes on, and she got it. And oh my goodness, has mm-hmm. Vanessa been faithful here mm-hmm. for for the twenty seven of our twenty eight years yeah. uh, after she got saved? Uh, and she, I see her every single day, yeah, and and um, th- that's those hungry people. God is a rewarder yes. of those who earnestly seek Him, even if they're not aware that they're earnestly seeking Him.
4: Yeah, yeah. I remember back in the day, um, you know, even being married to you, uh, saying before you got saved, "Where's the love?" And that's what a whole lot of people are, are asking. "Where's the love?" Vanessa had sunken deep dark eyes and that you know just that face that says I'm in so much pain and you don't seem to be in pain like me you know how misery loves company and I wasn't miserable now and she was just so mad like you should be miserable like me or why can't I be happy like you that was the fight and um, but to look at her now oh, my goodness, and her whole family. Her yeah. whole family.
3: All of her sons are serving the Lord. Yeah. One of them is a pastor on our staff. Yeah. And it's just... Because they were hungry, yeah. and God feeds the hungry. It's, it's like Jesus speaking to the woman at the well in Samaria. He said, you know, if you drink the water I have for you, you'll never yeah. thirst again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the hungry, that's my favorite category. Yeah. Because even if they don't know they're hungry, mm-hmm. um, they get just a little bit of taste. What yeah. does Peter say? Taste and see that the Lord is delicious. Yes. And when they see that, when they experience that, mm-hmm. things are never the same.
4: Never the same. That goes for... The lost, the hurting, the hungry, but also those who are saved, they're still hungry, you know. And it's a good thing. We want to hunger for more of the Lord than we already have. Um, And so they come here as well. And we're, you know, going back to the original question, church growth methods, um, teaching the truth, um, and, and that healthy sheep beget healthy sheep you know If we have so many people who have been coming here for a long time um, I remember one one person came from another religion and sat in the front row with her Bible open and became a Christian and then she told other people in her family you can read the Bible while the guy is teaching like that was a revelation you know You can you can see it, and he simply explains it. She was blown away, and and then it would be three of her family members and her, and then I I remember one time she had a whole row Mm -hmm. of her family members, and they were all like looking at you, looking down at the Bible, looking at you, looking down at the Bible, like they were in Disneyland. It was like (laughs) (laughs) it was so exciting for them.
3: So. And, and see, for her, in that particular case, her fear was her mom. You know, I'm going to break my mom's heart if I convert from mm. being a Catholic to being mm-hmm. a Christian. I'm going yeah. to break my... And I can do that. And finally got to the point where all she could do was invite her mom. Mm-hmm. And her mom was the last domino that fell. Yeah. But that domino fell.
4: Yeah. 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 That's so cool. And then we get the broken people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some... And, and a lot of the broken people are Christians. Who've been disappointed or hurt by either other Christians? I'd hate that when when that happens. Um, but I had for years I was ministering to this one Christian lady. She had two kids, never been married, and both of her kids were from either a pastor or a minister leader at another church. And nobody ever disciplined those people, and nor so,
3: supported the kids. She was on her own.
4: Yeah, she was on her own, and of course, you know, it's, it's your bed you slept in. It now, you know, you she was complicit too. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of broken people like that.
3: Yeah, and and th- that's part of the reason there's so many hurting people in the church wherever, and it does not just Calvary Chapel. Wherever you go to church. Um, it, it's because there are things we we have a saying. People are the way they are for a reason, yes. and and people are broken and they can't get past that, and they're they're looking for the fix, but they're they're you know they, they've got sort of a, a shield covering their heart mm-hmm. to protect them because they've been hurt so often. Yeah. Uh, there was a lady who um, was just horrible to be around, horrible to be around, and you wonder. Why is she like this? I mean, don't you understand the spirit of joy and, 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 and peace and of a sound mind? And, and um, um, one day she finally shared her testimony. She had been molested from the time she was three until she was 11 by a grandfather and a stepfather.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And mom never protected her, never took her side. Just treated her like a competitor, and and you just wonder how do you get over that kind of brokenness? Yeah. And see, there's no answer except the Holy Spirit of God yeah. and the Word of God. Yeah. And and we watch broken people get fixed all the time. Yeah. And and uh, you know, there's no shortage of broken people because the new people that are coming, mm-hmm. you, if you teach it, they'll come. You say, <laughs> yeah, but they're they're, they're broken. Yeah. But they can see other broken people and then we can say to them, well, we serve the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our trials so that we can comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And um, um, I I think until Jesus comes, the broken people are going to be the largest number of people in church service. um,
4: I'm certain, like 100% certain that that's why the Lord put the sweet summer devotions on our hearts so the people who maybe in a long would never get the opportunity to really share their testimony um, but then the way we ask them to do it is 20% of what got you there 80% of what the Lord has been doing because a lot of people just want to glorify all the ugly bad stuff but w- what we try to encourage them to do is yeah we you are the way you are for a reason you can you can say that but Let's glorify the Lord That forces them To remember God's goodness Instead of focusing on The world's badness yeah, it, And that's it sends the word. message
3: You don't have to stay broken That's right And, and I think that's really important Hope yeah. I, I say without hope Life is unbearable The mm-hmm. only thing worse than no hope Is false hope mm-hmm. But um, um, If there's hope Jesus will come along And just sort of Blow on that ember Yep yeah and turn it into this raging fire. So uh, broken people, we got to get used to them.
4: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the people sharing their testimony, while they're working on it, you know, all the memories come back. But at the same time, everybody wants to be a source of encouragement for those who come behind them. And that's where the Holy Spirit really um, uh, joins with them in preparing that testimony. It's it, it just... I think it's one of the greatest things that that's happened yeah. here. So, yeah. yeah, the broken, then the needy. So broken needy. When I'm when I'm out praying, I you know I go the lost, but then I go pretty much the hurting, hungry, broken, needy, all together. You know, I break them up, but they're kind of all in the same one. But those needy people, where they need to talk to just Pastor Ron. You know, they just need to talk to you know just mama paul um and 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 they don't understand that it's it's not us we are not the fixers um or even others in the leadership group you know they've got to hang around with the those who are maybe have some kind of a title um because they need to feel important and that's okay we want to make them feel important but we want to make them feel important is because jesus is the one who wants to be with them
3: Yeah, you know, Paula, I say all the time in counseling, uh, and and this never sets well with people until after they can sit and think about it and pray about it and let the Holy Spirit work. But I just tell them, if if a mom is the needy person in the family, then the children are going to be needy because they're being ignored now. They're they're being neglected. And as adults, as Christians, as we grow in our faith, Mm -hmm. um, we're supposed to be the opposite of needy. We're supposed to point others to the one who can satisfy those needs. You know, when Paul was uh, told by the Lord that his grace is sufficient, Mm -hmm. uh, when when a person understands that, then there can't be needy any longer. And what we try to do with needy people is deflect the focus from us onto to the Lord, and we do that by getting them involved with with ministering to other people.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, start thinking about other people. Stop. Start. You stop complaining, and you stop mm-hmm. needing attention, mm-hmm. and then you go provide attention to others just like you who yeah. need it, and it changes their perspective. It's it's uh, you know the Acts five thirty two. God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and if if we do that, then the Spirit of God takes over, and Um. um, That's when broken people get fixed. But as long as you remain needy, if you're the one that needs the attention, if you're the one that needs uh, personal attention from the pastor, the pastor's wife, Mm -hmm. uh, you're missing out. You're missing out big time. You need to give out what God has given you instead of soaking it all in. Yeah. And um, needy people, another huge, huge group in the church. We all want somebody to tell us we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We want somebody to hear our story. Mm-hmm. You don't know how I've been hurting. Yeah. We get that, but the answer is Jesus. Yeah. Well, Paula, we'll get back to this on the other side of the break. We'd love to have your calls or comments. 210 340 9585 or toll free 877 630 KSLR. This is the date-day day show of the word to stand up for life. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
3: Welcome back to the second half of our date day show. We would love your comments, questions. Now, maybe you are one of the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the need, the confused, the fearful, the angry. If you're one of those people, this is a great opportunity for you to get on the phone And and get some correction, get some direction, get some encouragement, and most of all, get some hope. So, uh, don't waste the opportunity. Paula's here, and Mm -hmm. she's looking smart.
4: Well, encouraging would be a better description. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. Um, So we were at. (laughs) You've been watching too many K (laughs) dramas. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh So we're talking about. Uh, our church growth methods, uh, the, and I said, the Bible, if you teach it, they will come. And then Pastor Ron always says, just be with Jesus. And then, of course, his name, Jesus, saves people from their sins. And we've, we've covered the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and now the confused. You know, we have a lot of people who, you know, they don't, and that would be me. I I, I was thinking back in the day that if I became a Christian, all my problems would go away. That as a Christian, I wouldn't even want to sin. I, I, as a Christian, because now that the Holy Spirit lives in me, I would never sin again. And I was told that. Um, that just it would just be roses all the time. Just happy, no bad things. Nothing bad was ever going to happen. Hmm. Well, then life happened the remember, next day. <laughs>
3: remember the old TV show, The Gong Show?
4: Oh, yeah. Gong! When somebody- That's
3: what somebody should have come up and said when they're teaching you.
4: gong. that's not true. That's not true, yeah. And so, you know, as you read the Bible, you know, especially, my name is Paula, and I remember reading about Paul, little faith was what, what my name meant, but it was faith. But he suffered with depression like three times. He was stoned and beat and abandoned and rejected. And it's like, and that's the apostle Paul. Who wants to be a Christian? <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. And um, but apart from Jesus Christ, uh, going to my as my granddaughter says, going to the other place. Yeah. Because we're going to live eternally, and we get to have the abundant life, even though um, there's going to be trials and tests in it. So a lot of people come confused. You know, I thought that you know if I, I got saved, that my wife would come back to, to me. I thought if I got saved. Um, you know, I would gain respect. I thought if I got saved, I wouldn't have this urge for drugs and alcohol. I thought if I got saved, you know what I'm saying, that that God would do everything for me, that I would not have to um, submit myself, my will um, to Him daily. That He would just do everything for me. And they come, they come confused, and we have to. No, that's
3: not the truth. Yeah. The people who aren't St. Paul, they're confused because the things that they thought would would satisfy haven't. And the hole gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm. And they're emptier. And and that's confusing. For me personally, my biggest source of frustration, yesterday I had a question about what's what, what's the hardest things here to deal with, something along those lines. Oh, yeah.
4: And have you ever just wanted to quit? Yeah. You want me to tell
3: you who said that? Because I wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote it down. <laughs> um, but, but the, the um, hardest frustration, most frustrating thing for me is Christians who are confused because they're spiritually lazy, because they just don't want to find out. They don't mm-hmm. want to really dig mm-hmm. in and invest. It's like a college student mm-hmm. um, who writes a paper by reading the Cliff Notes mm-hmm. instead of the, the novel and and we've we 've got the answers and and too many Christians are just too lazy to know what the Bible says. I think it says something somewhere about mm-hmm. and um, th- those people are going to remain confused and What we try to do is exhort people to dig in to discipline yourselves to to uh, to to study like you 're actually mining for something that 's important. Mm. And and confusion can stop. That doesn't mean that we're going to have all the answers. We're going to continue to grow until we're with Jesus. And then I believe we're going to continue to grow in eternity.
4: Uh, I understand. Excuse me.
3: But um, I think that uh, we have to be um, diligent and and discipline ourselves um, so that the confusion goes away. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have all the answers But I'm not confused anymore. I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. I don't mean just eternally. I know that. But I mean, I know where I'm going day after day because I'm following the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you've got to learn that you can trust him. And confused people never invest the time or make the effort to know that Jesus is trustworthy. And that just means the confusion with the help of an enemy. The people who are confused are just getting more and more confused and it it'd be like somebody who won the lottery and they got like a hundred million dollars and they never find out directions to the bank mm. and so they live like a pauper mm. and and mm. that's what confused people really do mm-hmm. and and uh, tragically sweetie that's that's the way the majority of Christians in our culture I'm talking about real saved people yeah. That's where the majority of Christians live,
4: yeah, that's so sad, you know it, it, and you have you're the answer, man, so um, I love listening to the show, of course, because I'm getting a lot of my questions answered, um but being in the word, when you're listening to other people, um even other Bible teachers, if you're in the Word enough, you can sense a red flag. I didn't always have that um before you got saved. Uh, I was listening to everything, everybody, Christian television, and I didn't have discernment necessarily at that time, but after a while just being in the Word and then you hear something, I was like, no, that can't be right. I didn't know what was really right, but I knew that couldn't be right, what was being said, if if you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And then now that I've been in the Word more, and then I come to church here and I live with you, and I come to church. I'm here more than you. Because <laughs> I'm here on Monday nights. Yeah. Uh, and then Thursday night, when I have worship practice, we have a devotion. Um, yeah, but so I'm here all the time that you're here. And then I'm here. And that's a good thing. Because I, I need to stay immersed in the Word so that I don't get thrown off track. And I think that's, everybody needs to do that.
3: <laughs> yeah, confusion is an elective. Yeah. And... Too many Christians choose to remain in that fog. Yeah. Okay, I'm done.
4: <laughs> okay, and then the fearful. So we, we hit the lost, hurting, hungry, broken, needy, confused. Fearful. People are just so fearful. And, you know, we've been saying, especially when COVID came, um, people just in the news 24-7, you know. there's some people who don't even turn the TV off when they go to bed. Um, and they 're just hearing all of this stuff and you know we before when, when I was a little girl i didn 't know anything about <clears throat> other countries that much. You know, I could read it in a book at school or something, but when television came, you can see everything going on around the world, and now it 's so high tech uh we're we 're seeing it live
3: yeah. worst thing that ever happened in our country for the mental health and emotional stability of people is 24-hour news.
4: Unreal. Yeah. I, and I try to turn it off as much as possible um, because I'm a fearful, fearful person. If I see something, and I used to never want to watch the news at night, and if it was anything about kids, oh, no, uh-uh, because I was going to have a nightmare, I just wake up, you know, because I want to, ugh, it would just too, be too much for me. And I'm, I'm pretty much the same. You know, <laughs> I yeah. Just we need can't take we it.
3: need to know what's going on. But the thing is, focus and balance and perspective. And uh, I I love that you uh, before you said the word COVID, I wrote COVID down. Okay. over here mm-hmm. because COVID uh, exposed the genuine lack of faith that most Christians have. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Churches shut down. Because they were afraid. Mm-hmm. Churches shut down. How could that ever be the case? Yeah. Now, I, I know we can rationalize it. Well, we're loving others by being closed. And no, no, no. You, you're just being disobedient. You're, you're reacting in fear. And, um, you know, we still see people who are fearful of COVID. It got so ingrained. And, and you know, the devil majors in fear. hmm He knows that when we are afraid, we are vulnerable and we're like putty in his hands. Mm. And so there's always something to be afraid of. And uh, COVID exposed uh, the lack of faith. We really, really do not trust Jesus Christ. We closed our schools and parents said nothing about it. Just the the world changed forever forever. And Christians, like sheep, got caught up in it. And um, you know, fortunately, most Christians have said, "You know, that was wrong. I'm sorry," and 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 they're fine with the Lord. But fear drives us to make horrible choices, to panic, to stop walking with Jesus because well, we we don't learn that he's trustworthy. And um, you know, it's just it's an amazing concept that that all the world has to do is scare us and we lose our faith yeah. and that's what happens and fearful people you can see them they're like puppies that have been beaten you, know, you pick up a newspaper mm-hmm. not to hit them or anything mm-hmm. but but they shy away mm-hmm. because they've been beaten yeah. and um, we've turned into that now I understand that in the world we have the answer to fear faith is the answer and to adult, fear, yeah, yeah. But um, what's hard is Christians who live in fear.
4: Still, yeah. yeah.
3: Afraid of if I stand for Jesus, I'm going to lose my job. If I, uh, you know, we we've got to be braver in these last days. There's going to be a lot of people lose their jobs because they stand for Christ. A lot of people are going to get canceled because they stand for Christ. Yeah. A lot of Christians um, have been because of fear bullied into sensitivity training. To accept uh, LGBTQ plus lifestyles. Yeah. Uh, just, just to affirm because, well, you know, I'm going to lose my job if I don't. People are going to hate me if I don't. Uh, all of that is born out of fear. And the devil, like Snidely whiplashes wringing you. his hands and gotcha, gotcha, snickering gotcha. at us. It's exactly yeah, right. I
2: know. So
3: fear, fear is a tough one. Yeah. And yet the Word of God, being exposed to the Word and letting the Spirit of God work through the Word of God Um, we've watched them change lives
4: Mm
3: -hmm. over and over and over. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And the people, the next group, are the ones who are angry, you know. Maybe even some of those who bought all these lies and found out that they were all lies, and now they're just angry, and they can't even trust anybody, not even God. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Actually, you can't trust somebody you're angry at, and they're angry at God. They're angry... They're just angry. We live in an angry world. Yeah. People shoot each other because they're angry. Uh, there's, 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 it's, the vitriol
2: yeah. is at
3: levels, unprecedented levels, in our country. Yeah. And um, we don't make good decisions when we're angry, and yet we feed that anger with media. Um, you're either... On one side or the other, there's no balance in life anymore. And one side's angry at the other side. The other side is angry at at that side. And and people just get entrenched in their anger. And that's when the devil has you. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And then we got the proud and the arrogant, but I don't usually include them in my list. But um, even in the lost, hurting, hungry, broken, needy, confused, fearful, angry, some are proud and arrogant even in that. But... um, our, our, our church growth method, we're not looking for the rich and the famous, but some of them even show up. But they're the lost, the hurting, the hungry, broken, needy, confused, fearful, angry, proud, and arrogant as well. But when they all come in, all of them are met with the love of God and this question, do you want to be made well? Because we're, we're going to introduce you to Jesus so that you can walk with him. But if you just want to vent and stay, it's going to be a hard place for you.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of times, Paula, that, that John chapter 5 story where Jesus walked to the paralytic and said, Do you want to be made well? Um, I think we, uh, we mischaracterize that. You know, there's a whole bunch of people looking at the Pool of Bethesda looking for answers uh, other than from God.
4: Like the yeah, lady said. Yeah. yeah. At the tell, tell that story. Oh, you tell it. Well,
3: <laughs> we were at a restaurant, and the lady, lady asked us, mm-hmm. um, she said something about her, her, her marriage. And, uh-huh. and, 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 and I said, Well, we've been married for 51 years. Yeah. And she said, 51 years? <laughs> What's the secret?
4: Yeah. And, and I said, I said oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah,
3: yeah. And what did she say?
4: Is there another secret?
3: Yeah. Do you have another? <laughs> is is there another secret? Um you know that's that's the condition people want to remain in, yeah. and you know they're 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 proud they're arrogant, but they're not willing to humble themselves and, and coming to Jesus would require that but at the pool of Bethesda um Jesus asked the question, "Do you want to get well and and the reason he went to that guy with all those other people is because he in that crowd he was the only one that knew there was no hope of him ever getting into that water.
4: I love how you teach that because it would seem like at the beginning he was full of hope and joy, I'm just going to get in the water, and he was probably right up on the edge of the pool. And as years, not just time, but years' time went by, he's farther and farther back and um, hopeless. Ness has set
3: in yeah I always think of him sort of living vicariously through the splashing
4: mm-hmm. you know
3: the, the, the legend was that the angel would trouble the waters and then as soon as they saw that the first one in would get healed mm-hmm. and and the farther and farther he got away from the edge yeah. um, where he knew somebody was going to get healed today but it's not going to be me mm-hmm. I mean, he'd hear the splash and he'd wonder oh, I wonder who it was today yeah Wish it was me, but wonder who it was. Well, he he just completely lost hope.
2: Yeah.
3: and that's when the source of hope walked to him. And and it's no accident that Jesus was only talking to him. Yeah, I mean, just think of Jesus with a wave of his hand. Mm-hmm. Chris said, "You dummies, mm-hmm. why are you looking in the water? Yeah. I'll heal you." Yeah. and he could have done that, mm-hmm. but he walked to one person in that crowd of of hundreds, yeah. maybe thousands. Mm-hmm. He walked to that one person. And said, do you want to be well? Yes, sir. And the people on this list, uh, and now I'm talking to Christians, we know unbelievers don't know they need to be made well until the Spirit of God sort of quickens their heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But um, for believers in this audience, that's the question we all have to answer. Do, do you want to stay needy? Do you want to stay fearful? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the way you want to live your life? One of the, the things when COVID hit, Paula, that, that motivated me was I'm just doing math. You know, in in, in, in 2019, when uh, COVID hit, or was it 2020? 20th. 2020. Mm-hmm. when COVID hit, um, that was uh, three years ago. I was uh, 69 years of age, and I'm thinking, okay, 69 years, um, if God gives me 10 more years, if I can stay healthy, if I can stay alert... If I can stay, keep enough energy to to serve the Lord. How do I want to spend that ten years? Do I want to spend it locked in my house because I'm afraid? Do I want to spend it hiding behind a mask? Now I'm not trivializing anybody who dealt with COVID, and and we know a lot of people died. We know that uh, there are still people suffering from long term COVID effects. Um, but the reality is living. We're going to die.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We only have a certain amount of time to do what God put us here to do. And we had to make the decision. Are we going to hide and I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to be 75 years old and and have to explain to the Lord why I didn't serve him the last years of my life? Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't bear the thought of that. The Apostle Paul saying, you know, I've, I've finished the race. I've fought the good fight. Um, if I stayed holed up out of fear in my home, I would never have been able to say I finished the race. Yeah. I can say, well, I fought the fight, you know, but you know, when the fight was over, you know, I just surrendered. I never could have said I finished the race. And now, you know, God is doing so many neat things here and, and it's not that he wouldn't have done them without me. It's just that I wouldn't have been able to be part of it. Yeah. And, and I, I just that Christians are spending their lives hidden away mm-hmm. for all kinds of reasons.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: So, mm-hmm.
3: Paul, we've got we got Scott on line one. So let's go to Scott on line one. Scott, thank you for calling. You're on the air.
5: Hey, God bless you, uh, Pastor Ron and Paul. Uh, it's great to hear your voices today.
3: Thank you, Scott. Thanks, Scott.
5: I. I. Uh, well, I, I got a quick question for Paula, but before I just wanted to let you know that uh, we have this sweet little lady at our church. That every time I would call in, it, it may be a Wednesday night or a Sunday, she'd come up to me. She says, "I heard you on Pastor Ron's show." <laughs> <laughs> uh, she went. To, she went home today. So.
3: Oh, did uh, she? Oh. Precious by, in by the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you guys touch so many people out there. I just I just want to thank you and just encourage you. And uh anyway, my question, I actually I'm going to follow up from when I talked to you the other day about Pastor Ron and that's when I was traveling and trying to get a conversation started oh, with yeah. some of these mm-hmm. people that are buried in their digital devices Mm -hmm. and he says you need a paula that's what takes care of that (laughs) (laughs) one of the comments you made after after you hung up you said well get eye contact talk with them but i can't get eye contact with these people they don't look at their devices
2: Mm. but
5: um i just wanted to throw it out there and give paula's suggestion how how she can kind of break that ice and one of the things i i do at work i i've got some baseball caps and we have to wear a cap at work and I've got one that has a one-way sign on it, and Jesus, and Jesus is the one way. And I've got another one where uh, it's like a, a, a lifesaver on it, and uh, my lifesaver walks on water, and then little scripture verses on them and stuff. And, but uh, and sometimes I get conversation started that way. But I was just going to see what Paula how she, how she deals with this.
3: <laughs> well, she she won't say this, but but let me just say she has a gift. People just vomit all over her. And, and, and that's just something God done, you know, Scott, t- t- today in the restaurant we went to for breakfast where we always go, um, there was a lady they're walking us to our table and there was a lady who had her laptop set up on the table and she hadn't ordered her breakfast yet, but she had a laptop and she was busy. And, and I just got really close to her as we were walking by her. I got really close to her and I said, it looks like you're working really hard and, that, and she just opened up. Uh-huh. And so yeah. there, there's always an opportunity. Paula, we've got three minutes, inside okay. three minutes.
4: Okay, so Scott, I'm always in the middle because Pastor Ron likes to be on the aisle. So, you know, there's three seats. Why is it just three seats? Why can't it be four, just two? Anyway, I'm always in the middle. And so, you know, we get in pretty early. And, and so Ron's on the aisle. And, and then whoever wants to sit by the window. So he gets out in the aisle. I just put my feet on his seat and let the person pass by me. And so while they're getting to their seat before they get their stuff, I'm like, so what's your name, my new best friend that we're going to be on this flight for however long together? And so I start the conversation right then and there. I take their bag. I put it under their seat. And so uh, I'm already talking to them before they get there. So I know their name. Um. And usually they'll ask me mine, and then I introduce them to Pastor Ron, and tell them how long we've been married, and it, we just start. So I kind of interrupt them before they get started. Um, then there's other times when, you know, they don't. Somebody doesn't want to talk, and they're like, "I'm so tired," and they get their neck pillow and their eye things on, and they're gone. But I don't take it personal. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, everybody's on on their devices.
3: Yeah, Scott, w- wearing wearing hats and T shirts and stuff is good, uh, but but even better than that is look at what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll tell you who they are, and people want to talk about themselves. And 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 if you got a one way, they, they most people know what that means. Uh, some people are going to shut off from that; they don't want to hear it. Yeah. But you start them talking about them. You know, T shirt. What's the T shirt say? Or um, you know, because I can't see, I stare And I, have to, I <laughs> Sometimes I say uh, Babe, you're staring yeah. a little too hard Yeah, and, and, and so well, I'm just trying, what does that say? And it gives me an opportunity, so there's all kinds of ways Scott, to open things up Yeah,
4: Paula, that's the end of our show, it went so fast today I know, and I wasn't finished with my stuff I want. I have more stuff well, to talk about Well,
3: good news, you'll be here Wednesday instead of Thursday Because Thursday we won't be live Well, that's true so okay. day day show next week, Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow with another show with a special guests. two special guests. KSLR AM 630, The Word, 4 o'clock. We'll see you
4: then. Bye.
1: Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh.